This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Sunday the 10th of July. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Nkem Ifejika. Sri Lanka's president agrees to stand aside after protesters storm his official residence. And following the assassination of Shinzo Abe, Japanese police say the former prime minister's security was inadequate. There clearly were close protection officers around, as well as uniformed police. Why wasn't this man immediately wrestled to the ground? Times of London Daily World Briefing. The president of Sri Lanka, Gotabaya Rajapaksha, says he's going to step down after protesters stormed his official residence and set the prime minister's house in Colombo on fire. That's the sound of hundreds of protesters in the swimming pool at the Prime Minister's home. The country's parliamentary speaker made a televised announcement after months of largely peaceful anti-government protest over the country's dire economic situation dramatically escalated. I personally informed the president about the decisions made at the party leaders' meeting today. He agreed to implement those decisions. He informed me and asked me to tell the country that he will resign on July the 13th, Wednesday, to ensure a peaceful handover of power. Therefore, there is no need to destabilize the country any longer. The announcement was met with celebrations across the city. Ashwin Hemathagama is parliamentary correspondent for the Sri Lankan newspaper Daily FT and gave Times Radio a reminder of the issues facing Sri Lanka. country was heading down the wrong way, whereas um, and mismanaging the economy, uh, severe inflation and the daily power cuts that we had and uh, shortage of fuel and of course uh, which led to essential item shortages and of course most importantly the foreign debt which was rising uh, almost like over 100% above the GDP of Sri Lanka. After these latest events, the United States has called on Sri Lankan leaders to act as swiftly as possible to resolve the country's economic crisis. Ashwin Hemathagama told us what's likely to happen next. The party leaders agreed that a speaker will be appointed as the caretaker president for 30 days period and a new government will have to be established because according to the Sri Lankan constitution, uh, we will have to go for an election probably um, before 2024 and surely after September this year. So we are looking at uh, quite a lot of reforms. The International Monetary Fund has said if this resolution to Sri Lanka's political turmoil holds, it's hopeful talks for a bailout package can resume. Police in Japan say the former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's security was inadequate when he was shot and killed on Friday. Mr Abe was giving a speech at a campaign rally in the southern city of Nara ahead of parliamentary elections taking place on Sunday. The assailant shot Mr Abe twice with a homemade gun before being tackled and arrested. Nara's police chief said it was undeniable that there were problems with security at the event and that he felt a great sense of responsibility for what happened. After searching the suspect's house, police also found explosives. Richard Lloyd Parry is the Times' Asia editor in Tokyo. What is in question is how, how quickly the police reacted. There were two shots fired. So this bizarre homemade gun the attacker had had two barrels. He let one off. It made a big bang, a lot of smoke. And it was three seconds later that the second shot, the fatal shot, was fired. Now, there, were, there clearly were close protection officers around, as well as uniformed police. Why wasn't this man immediately wrestled to the ground? 
He told Times Radio that Japan wasn't used to this kind of attack. It's not true that there are no crimes, but crime is so low compared to any other comparably, you know, complex, sophisticated society uh, that lifts a huge burden that, that you feel elsewhere. Now, I mean, clearly this was an unusual crime. It was a it was a political crime in some measure, whatever the actual motives. But but it will be sad, you know, if if suddenly we have to, uh, you know, waste time being frisked and go to metal detectors and all that. Japan has one of the lowest rates of gun deaths in the world. The National Police Agency figures show four injuries and one death from a total of 10 gun incidents last year. On the way, the US Secretary of State with some strong words for China. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Now for the latest developments in the war in Ukraine. At least 10 people have been killed after Russian rockets hit a five-storey apartment block in Ukraine's Donetsk region. That's according to the area's governor, who fears more than 30 people are still trapped in the ruins. Ukraine's president's chief of staff said in a telegram post that the strike was another terrorist attack and that Russia should be designated as a state sponsor of terrorism as a result. This woman's mother-in-law was killed. She sat on a bench and took a rest. What can be done now? Nothing. How many more deaths will there be? How many more people will die? When is it all going to stop? We just lived and didn't mess with anyone. And here you go. We worked. We knew there was work, salary, payment advance. We could go on a vacation. What do we do now? The Middle East correspondent for the Sunday Times, Louise Callahan, is in Dnipro. She told us Ukrainian forces she met in the Donbass are desperate for military aid. So we spoke to one guy last week uh, in, in Donbass, a soldier called Alex, who told us that he had suffered 50% losses in his unit. So that's half of his comrades dead. And that he had been in this artillery unit where they had just been sitting in the trenches in Donbass being fired on by Russian artillery, being unable to fire back. They just weren't being resupplied. So they're just sitting there being hit by shelling. But Boris Tarasyuk, Ukraine's permanent representative to the Council of Europe, says training is also vital. Without this training, it would be very difficult to expect 100% use of UK and US advanced military weapons. Uh, we know that by their characteristics, they are uh, the most advanced uh, modern uh, weapons uh, of our time. This training is very important for our armed forces. This comes as Britain's Ministry of Defence has deployed six fighter jets, two F-35Bs and four typhoons to Finland and Sweden to take part in joint military exercises. Both countries recently applied to join NATO and the Ministry of Defence says the deployment is part of an increased presence in the region and was requested by Sweden and Finland. The American Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has raised concerns about China's position on the war in Ukraine. He has been speaking with counterparts during a G20 meeting of foreign ministers in Indonesia. He spent five hours in talks with China's foreign minister, Wang Yi. And speaking afterwards, Mr. Blinken said that China was not acting in a neutral manner. I shared again with um, State Councillor that we are concerned about the PRC's uh, alignment with Russia. Uh, now, what you hear from, from Beijing is that it claims to be neutral. Uh, I would start with the proposition that um, it's pretty hard to be neutral when it comes to, to this aggression. There's a clear aggressor, there's a clear victim, 
there's a clear challenge not only to the lives and livelihoods of people in Ukraine, but there's a challenge to the international order. The Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov was also in Indonesia for the meeting. Mr. Blinken said he left early due to the heavy criticism Russia received from others in the G20. Uh, there was a strong consensus, uh, and Russia was left isolated, uh, as it has been many times since this war began. In fact, Foreign Minister Lavrov left the meeting early, maybe because the messages had become so resoundingly clear. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. And with Russian players banned from Wimbledon this year, the women's final is won by someone who used to play for Russia and was born in Moscow. With the details, here's John Jackson. Yelena Rabakina is the women's ladies tennis champion despite being born and reportedly living in Moscow. Russian and Belarusian players are banned from this year's tournament following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But Rabakina switched her allegiance to Kazakhstan in 2018 for better funding and support. Her opponent in the final, Tunisia's Anjabur, was hoping to become the first African woman as well as the first Arab to win a major that fell short despite winning the first set. Rabakina's celebrations were calm compared to most, but she thanked her team and the Southwest London crowd after the match. I didn't expect that uh, I'm going to be honestly in the second week of uh, Grand Slam at Wimbledon. And uh, to be a winner, I mean, it's just amazing. And I honestly don't have uh, words uh, to say how happy I am. The men's final takes place this afternoon on centre court. Serbian Novak Djokovic could win his 21st Grand Slam crown. But standing in his way is controversial Australian number one, Nick Kyrgios. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. And it appears Bob Dylan's popularity is as strong as ever after someone paid out £1.5 million for a recording of just one of his songs. The singer-songwriter re-recorded his folk classic, Blowing in the Wind, last year, the first studio version since the original recording in 1962. The song was laid down on a new Ionic original disc, which is said to give better sound quality than normal vinyl. Bidding at Christie's in London lasted just four minutes, with the disc smashing its estimate of between 600000 to a million pounds. So far, the buyer remains like some mystery. It could even be a myth. And in Pakistan, Simba the goat has become something of a celebrity because, no kidding here, he has very, very long ears. They are 22 inches and still growing as Simba is only about a month old. The ears are so long that his owner keeps them in a special harness so they don't get tangled when he kids around. Simba has become a viral sensation with devoted followers giving him more than a million views on TikTok. His breeder is waiting to hear from the Guinness Book of World Records to see if he has the longest ears in the world. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing on Sunday the 10th of July. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.